Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. This is episode number two, when you don't know where to start. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and I'm so excited you're joining me today. I'm loving this process. I can't wait for the moment that I get to sit in front of this mic and start teaching you all of the tools that have been making such a big difference in my clients' lives. Super excited for you to learn about the one we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk today about that moment when you decide you want to move ahead, take some control of your life, either organize your space or get some things done. And then you look around and get really overwhelmed because there's so much to do, you don't even know where to start. This is a really common thing I hear with my clients. So if you've ever felt this way, you're in good company. I think it's just something that happens when there is just a lot to do. And so that's the question we're going to answer today is where do you start? There is a specific place to start, and it's a tool that you will probably use for the rest of your life. Now that you know about it, you'll wonder how you never thought of it before. So I'm really excited to teach it to you. But one thing I'm not going to do is just tell you what it is right now. I feel like that's where we get off track sometimes with um, learning new things is we just try to start implementing something without understanding why it's going to work and how it fits into what we're already doing. If you listened to the last episode, we talked a lot about the happy gal way, about how the real approach to creating change is to combine professional organizing strategies and systems with the time management aspect, because we've got to know how to fit it in. We've got to know how to get things done. Really, really good stuff coming up soon about time management that I cannot wait to teach you. But then that other piece that is just kind of the glue that holds it all together is this or this life coaching mindset. And so I'm going to share some of that today so you have some really good context and can understand why this tool is going to be so significant. And to do that, we're going to talk a little bit about our brains. So don't go anywhere. I'm not going to get really complicated. I don't have any medical terms. I just have a lot of experience of living in a body with a brain and navigating through things with a brain that likes to take charge a lot of times and um, had a lot of experience watching clients do the same. But let me back up. Let's talk about when I very first started doing this kind of work. So long time ago, wanted to start making some changes in my life, wanted to change some behavior, wanted to create some new results in my life. So started working with coaches and coaches started telling me things like, Listen, you can't believe everything your thoughts are telling you. You can't let your brain run the show. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I had never given my brain a second of thought. I just kind of did my thing, lived my life, didn't know why I was getting some crazy results, but didn't think the brain had anything to do with it. That was one of the most important things that I learned at the outset was to start to recognize that there's a difference between me and what I want and then my brain, which, are the, which is the place that generates the thoughts that like to kind of create this dialogue between what I want and then the results that I get. So one of the easiest ways that I, helped me start to think of my brain in a different way is when I looked at it as an organ. So my heart is an organ, my lungs are an organ, my brain is an organ, it's not who I am. A brain is really an opinionated organ, and it's an organ that has a lot of influence because it likes to talk back to you and it likes to, you know, stick with things that are familiar and really simple and easy, but it isn't me. And I bet you can recognize that a little bit when you think about 
times that maybe you wanted to start an exercise program or even just exercise one time and you plan to do it. And then when it comes right down to it, what do you start feeling and thinking? Yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. We were running a 5K last weekend and one of my cute daughters was so excited to run the 5K with me. And then when it came down to it the night before, she was adamant that she wasn't going to do it. And so I let her not do it. And the next morning, she was so sad that she hadn't done it with me. And we talked a lot about how there was her desire, who she is, that really wanted to do that. And then there was her brain that put up a lot of resistance towards it. And just recognizing that we have to take control of our brains. We need to manage our brains. So what does that look like? Well, it's not as simple and as easy as you might think. One of the knee-jerk reactions that we have when we're trying to manage our brain is we try to force it to do what we want it to do. We're going to, no matter what, get ourselves up on time and or a little early and do that exercise program. We're going to start eating healthier. We're going to stop being on our phone so much or biting our nails or we're whatever. We're going to get organized. And we can use that discipline for a little bit. And I'm sure you've experienced that you get some results with that. But what's the end of that story? Sooner or later, where do you end up? Right back where you started, right? Because you can't force your brain to do something. That's not sustainable. You just can't overpower and overwhelm your brain and think that over long periods of time, it's going to change. Um, So there's another way. And that is working with your brain instead, cooperating with your brain. And to do that, we need to understand a little bit about what a brain is like. So again, here is my experience having lived with a brain all of my life and watching clients and my kids and everyone else live with brains. Here's what I know. Brains love things that are easy and simple and painless and really predictable They just like to kind of shift into autopilot and not have to work so hard. And if we try to make them work hard, they're going to put up resistance. So when we're working with our brains, we really need to think about how we can position things so that the brain will get on board. And one of the ways that I do this is I think of my brain like I think of a kid. If I, for example, were going to ask my kids to go clean the garage, what do you think their immediate response would be? I don't know how to do that. That's too hard. Ask somebody else to do it. I'm busy, a lot of resistance, right? Because that doesn't sound like a fun job. And it's not very predictable. Like they don't really know exactly what it is that I'm asking them to do. So it sounds really overwhelming. So it's something they're out, right? So I'm going to have a lot better luck If I say to my kids, hey, could you go sweep out the garage? All right, they're still not going to be super excited about it, but sweeping out the garage is something that they can envision. They know how to do it. They know how long it's going to last. And there might be a little bit of grumbling, but the chances of getting the garage swept out are a lot higher than if I just tell the kids, hey, I want you to go and organize the garage. So this is how we want to work with our brain. We want to give it really clear, concise instruction about what we want it to do, especially when it's something that takes a little bit of effort. We want to gauge kind of that magic place where we're not asking it to do too much, just enough that we can start to see some of the results that we want. And that's the trick to being consistent. And there's this little magic thing that happens when we're consistent. 
The more consistent we get, the more on board the brain gets with what we're asking it to do. The brain loves repetition. This is why habits are such a thing. So if we can consistently ask small things of our brains, they adapt pretty quickly and that resistance goes down and down until it's just something we do. Again, it's kind of like a habit. So this is really powerful to understand because any type of behavior change we're talking about, and in this podcast, we focus a lot on organizing your space, organizing your life, but you can take this and use it in any dimension of your life. When you're asking for little things, the brain is a lot more likely to comply. And in our next episode, I've got some really great things to talk about when it comes to little wins. So this relationship that we have with our brain is super important. And when we understand that, we can start to frame our expectations of the brain and really modify what we're asking of it so that we can start to get some good results. Okay. So hopefully, you know, in a nutshell, what you're taking out of this little part of this conversation is you are not your brain. You are in charge of your brain. Your brain is kind of the manager of the rest of your body. So you've got to get some cooperation with your brain and you do that by asking it to do small specific things. All right. So this is where the tool I wanted to teach you enters in. So picture yourself back in that moment when you're like, I got to get organized. I got to get some things done. I feel like the house is a mess. I look around. There's so much to do. Where do I even start? All right. Hear my voice over and over in your head every day saying there is always a place to start. The start is home base. All right. The place we're always going to start is home base. All right. So what is home base? Home base is that area of your home that when it's clean, you feel great. You feel in control. You feel clear. When it's not clean, you feel the opposite. You feel distracted, overwhelmed, discouraged. You're going down that track. Okay, so it only makes sense that we define kind of what that home base is. We give it that name of home base, and then we create a routine or a system around making sure that that area of the house takes precedence over everything else, that that is our go-to when it's time to clean up or get organized, or we just do it routinely because we know how much it affects us. So what your home base is might differ from what your sister's home base is or your friends or your mom's. It doesn't really matter what this episode about is understanding first, like we talked about, why we need a very simple, concise routine, because this is what our brain will get on board with and sustain. And then second of all, what is that home base routine for you? We're going to figure that out. Let's talk a little bit more about exactly what home base is so you can get a better idea. The other way that I like to describe home base is that it's like your cockpit, right? So when in an airplane, not that I have a lot of experience with this, but the cockpit is where all the controls are. It's where the pilot functions and operates out of. It's how he runs the plane. So how you're running your home generally happens in kind of that kitchen, family room, great room area, right? It's kind of that high traffic area where people are coming and going, where meals are prepared, where mail is brought in, backpacks come in and get dropped. So by nature, it clutters up really fast. But the tricky part is that that's also the barometer of what keeps you feeling organized and in control and clear. So we really want a system to keep that area clear and organized. So that's what home base is. Now, home base really matters 
because of this concept that external clutter becomes internal clutter. And this is one that I'll use over and over again. You might want to write it down if um, you've got a notebook or nearby. When it, I'll give you a little tip really quick. Um, I love to have the notes tab on my phone open and ready to go to take notes in. And so you may even want to make a life organized notes tab in that notes app. And under episode two, just start to write down some of the little gems that you're hearing, these tools and these one-liners that I'm giving you, because it's really helpful to go back and just review those really quickly, kind of when you're in the heat of the moment doing things to have that right there and that accessible is really great. So an extra little bonus tip. So here's, here's something you might want to write down for episode two. External clutter creates internal clutter. Okay, so let's talk about what that means. External clutter is that stuff you see on the counters, on the floors, stuff you can hold in your hand. It's just kind of that traditional um, idea of what clutter is. But the problem is that it creates internal clutter, which is a little harder to put your finger on, but that's what we really hate, you guys. We really hate the overwhelm, the distraction, the frustration, the discouragement, the procrastination. That is what internal clutter is, and external clutter is what creates it. External clutter is like the seed of internal clutter. It plants it, and that's what grows inside our heads and in our hearts and in our feelings right? So it really makes a lot of sense for us to have a routine that's going to manage this. And let's just talk about a few examples. I want you to think about um, in your home base, if it includes your kitchen, when your kitchen is messy, how likely are you to want to make dinner? I know that's a really big one for me. I just feel like everything has to be clean before I can think about making another mess, <laughs> you know, so I, before I can think about starting a project or I just feel too overwhelmed and takeout seems like a really great idea. All right. Think about when the counters have a lot of stuff on it. There's just a lot of visual clutter. How motivated do you feel to open up that to-do list and get going on some of those things that you need to get done for the day? Isn't that crazy? That relationship between those two things. All right. One more example. Think about the kids sitting maybe at the dining room table doing homework or at the counter doing homework and they need help. Think about sitting down to help them when those surfaces are clear versus when they're stacked with mail and you got to scooch things over and then sit down and try to focus. There's just this big difference when that external clutter is gone. So this is what makes sense. This is our go-to every day. And I'd like to recommend morning and night We are taking care of home base, and when we take care of it, we know exactly what it is we're going to do. Again, that clarity, remember that garage example, Um, and we'll talk about this again in just a few minutes, but the brain gets to have that clarity. And, you know, think about in the context of what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, how well this is going to work for your brain. Think about what your brain experiences when you tell it, we need to clean up. We need to get organized. We need to get something done. If the brain could talk back to you, which sometimes it does, and I want to encourage that so you can have more awareness about your thoughts, it's probably saying something like, okay, I agree. That would be great to get organized. Um, Where would you like me to start? With the dishes? Or there's piles of laundry all over the place? Or you haven't gone through the mail in a while? I know there's a lot of stuff that you need to get done today. Like, so what do you have in mind exactly? And you can already see the problem here. 
The brain is getting overwhelmed. This is not clear, concise instruction to the brain. So we've already kind of gotten off on a bad foot with what working with our brain, that lack of cooperation with our brain. And typically that's enough to make you start to have other thoughts. The brain will offer up other options like, you know, instead we could reply to some texts or instead we could check Instagram and see kind of what's going on in social media or uh, maybe are you a little hungry? I, I think um, those that leftover chocolate cake sounding really good right now. Let's go check that out. So the brain will offer up other solutions to distract us from this hard thing you've asked of it because it's just not clear enough. And you know what? It works, doesn't it? Do you ever see yourself just kind of avoiding a task? Now, I want to go one step deeper because sometimes this will happen. Sometimes you push through and you're got that discipline you're trying to force your brain like we were talking about before and just say no we're we're going to get this done and and when that happens i want you to just pay attention and see as you push through some of that overwhelm and you try to get more done if it's still not clear and easy for the brain it doesn't take long for the brain to kind of resort to kind of this cheap dirty trick i think where it starts sending out these ideas of um you know what, you've tried, this is never going to work. Look at how much you still have to do. You've tried before, and you know what, maybe people just don't really ever get very organized. You're kind of asking for something that's unrealistic, and, you know, there's other things that matter more in life, so maybe we should just relax on this. Maybe things aren't as bad as we really think they are. Everyone's pretty disorganized. The brain is very persuasive in these moments. Again, I want you to notice what the brain is doing. It's trying to distract you from something unclear and really hard you've asked it to do. So if the distraction doesn't work, then it goes right to the heart of your identity, who you are, your ability to follow through, questioning your intent. And that can be pretty effective unless you know what it is the brain's trying to do. And as this podcast goes forward, We'll talk about a lot of different ways that you can respond to those moments. But for today, what we're going to do is keep ourselves out of that situation in the first place. Again, we're going to give our brain that really clear, concise instruction about what your home base is and where we're going to start. So instead of even saying, hey, we got to get organized, it's just automatic. We just go into doing home base. So let's talk about what your home base is going to be. Now, I talk with my clients all the time about how we're all on this spectrum of organization. There are people so far ahead of me, and that's great for them. I, it doesn't matter to me. I am right where I need to be, and I'm just seeking to be a little better. And I want you to feel the same way. Wherever you're at, there are people ahead of you. There are people behind you, and it doesn't really matter. All we're concerned about is moving that needle just a little bit more forward. So wherever you're at, we just want to pinpoint what is a good start for you and what would make a big difference in your life that's within the realm of a gentle push, a stretch, but not something that's going to completely overwhelm and shut down your brain. So let's talk about a few examples. So one client I worked with, when you walked in the front door, you could see immediately clutter was a big problem and it was everywhere on every surface, on the floor, stacked up, couches, counters. Um, round the corner into kind of the kitchen dining room area same thing and and this is not uncommon and I have many many clients in this situation um, I'm just picturing one in particular where we recognized immediately that the first grip she needed to get on this situation was establishing home base 
But where is home base when you've got a lot to do in that general cockpit area is pretty full. And it's going to take a lot to get that into shape and a lot of training to train her to be strong enough to keep that in shape. So if you feel like you're in a place where there is a lot of clutter and you're just super overwhelmed, you'll really want to listen to this because what we decided to do with her is to just choose one area that made the biggest difference, like really even just whittle it down from the whole kitchen area to just one counter that when it was clear, that helped her feel clearer and helped her be able to function and not be distracted. So we were able to pick this one really great counter and then we started outlining what her home base routine was going to be. And again, we've got to be the second step after you identify what home base is, you've got to know what those three to five steps are going to be to take care of home base. So for her, it was clearing off that counter, putting dishes, number one, in the sink or maybe the dishwasher that were on that counter, gathering up the stray papers and mail and pulling them all into one stack. At that point, processing them was a little too much. So we're just clearing that area. The third step was to take anything that had landed in that area to other spaces of the house where they belonged, like hair elastics and hairbrushes and items from kids' bedrooms and, you know, things that belonged back in the office. You know how things just, random things just tend to collect. So we took care of all of that. Now, I know that seems really simple, but it doesn't matter where you're at on the spectrum. What matters is that we figure out how to move you just one notch ahead, and this counter is what that was for that client. So we decided she was going to do this every morning and then every night so that she could enjoy her day with more clarity and get started. And then as things clutter up during the day, as they tend to, then at night she would take care of it again so she could wake up the next morning without any obligation or debt, any organizing debt from the day before. And wow, what an impact that had on her. That was absolutely the first right step for her. And as she gained awareness and capability and being able to maintain that space, it was amazing to see what happened, that she could then go from that counter to this kitchen sink and start to make sure that dishes were done regularly and then move on from there. So really, really encouraging. And that's one example of what might work for you. Now let's talk about another client who had a business that she loved and she was trying to run, but she got very distracted by the clutter in her house. And again, that's not surprising because as we talked about earlier, external clutter becomes internal clutter, right? So the dishes in the sink and on the counters are what bothered her the very most. So her home base was basically her kitchen. And so we went through the steps that clearing the counters, step one, unloading the dishwasher, step two, loading the dishwasher, step three, and then wiping everything down, step four. That was her home base. And it was something she did consistently and regularly, morning and night. And again, was able to have a lot more focus and energy for her business because that external clutter was gone and not creating that internal clutter that gets in the way of what you want to do. So there's a second idea of what home base could be for you. Um, A third idea If you feel like you've got a general grip on things and the clutter's not quite as bad as what we've described, another client that I have in mind took on the challenge of home base being the kitchen family room area, so kind of that whole cockpit area. 
So her home base routine included what we just talked about with getting the kitchen cleaned up. And then her next step was just walking around and picking up the shoes and the toys and the socks and the hairbrushes and all the things that land in that general area as people are getting ready for school or the day or just kind of, you know, life, picking up all of those things and getting them put away. What's been so amazing is when each one of these clients had something to call that routine, they became aware of home base and what it was, and their brains knew exactly what it was they needed to do. And then they had these regular times they did it. I wish I could show you a before and after picture of what I'm seeing in my mind right now of the growth that they've had. And this goes beyond just a house that's cleaner. And and that's such a win. And we're always going to celebrate that on this podcast and in this work because we know external clutter is such a problem. Of course, we're going to be excited when we clear that. But what I really want to wish I could show you is just the way these clients have blossomed into being so productive and so capable and so confident and just glowing with an ability to create the things that they want to create in their lives. So many amazing things happening for them. And we trace it back to knowing exactly where to start, waking up every day with that purpose and knowing how to get our external world in order so that we can get that internal world in order and start to create what it is that we want. So let's check in here. How are you feeling about all of this? Is this something you think you might want to try? Have you maybe been doing a version of this and just needed something to call it or just needed to kind of tighten up on a few aspects of it? Or is this a brand new concept? Wherever you're at with it, again, taking action after every episode is what's going to create results for you. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and hope you've enjoyed listening to that to it today. But What I really am interested in is what you can do now. So my challenge to you is for you to start identifying what your home base is. And earlier we talked about having that notes tab open on your phone. You can do this. You can jot it down in a book or notebook as well. And that works great. I really like doing it on my phone because then I don't have loose pieces of paper I'm trying to track. And so that notes app. Whenever you come back to the Life Organized podcast, you can always search Life Organized and it will pull it right up. So it's a great way to find it. We're not having to manage more external clutter like we've been talking about today. So if you've got that app in your phone and, and want to utilize that, uh, this may not be the moment for you to do it if you're driving or you know busy cooking dinner or what whatever you do as you listen to podcasts. But take a quiet moment as soon as you can. And just answer these questions. Number one, what is my home base? And write this down. As we work together, as time goes by, you know, we're all about creating results. And part of creation is taking it out of your head and writing it down and then starting to take some action on it. So believe it or not, the writing down part's a pretty important step in the process. So what is that home base? Let's write it down. Okay. Step two. What are the three to five steps that you're going to take to do your home base? And I know your brain's going to be like, okay, well, this is obvious. This is redundant. I don't need to write it down. But I'm going to ask you to trust me and just write it down anyway, because when we write things down specifically, it gives our brain even more clarity. And remember, that is just our friend when we're trying to get our brain to cooperate with us. So let's have you write it down. And then that third step is when am I going to do this? And so again, I just want to recommend that little space of time after 
breakfast is over or when the kids are in school or before you leave for work, if you can take that time to get home base, ready to go for the day, you're going to notice a big difference. And again, at night, whether it's as you're doing dinner dishes or just after getting kids ready for bed or just in that space of time between dinner and bed, if you can take the time to restore home base, you're going to wake up tomorrow and feel so empowered and so much more productive. Okay, so I'd love to have you get started with this and see what you think. I'm going to include a link in the show notes to the Get Organized Boot Camp. This is a great resource for you if you really want to get home base implemented into your life. I know you can do a lot on your own as you're listening to this, and it may be enough for some of you, but I'm always someone that likes to know more details. And uh, when I run into conflicts, sometimes learning about something in the textbook is a little bit different than implementing it in your real life. And you're going to find all the support that you need for home base and a few of the other kind of key pillars of an organized life in the Get Organized Bootcamp. So that's a resource you can check out if you're interested. Okay, I loved this. I think we mentioned earlier that there is life before home base and then life after home base. So everything you've ever known about getting organized up to this point, I think now that you have the home base tool, this is going to be kind of a marker in your experience and progression in getting organized because home base is such an instrumental concept in getting a grip on that external clutter and all the things in your life you want to organize. So have fun playing with it. Please let me know if you have any questions. I'm on Instagram at jlthehappygal.com. So pop in there, ask me any questions you have. I love to answer them. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. 